You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. It's the daily live extra. We, I said yesterday, and I, I, it will happen. It's going to get a new name, but that's what it is today. What's um, the name going to be? I don't know. I haven't thought that the far. People watching could decide. No, no, John. No, you, you don't. don't you don't put stuff like that into the pants of anybody, John. You know, it's a well thought out operation. This. Um, listen, yesterday. Me and Jack were here and we were discussing squad strengthening and that was where we were up to. That's you know, what who we linked with. What well, not really much is happening. And then obviously we got the announcement last night at five o'clock that Everton's uh, three of Everton's board have Got. Left their roles, it was put, wasn't it? Left their roles, it didn't say resigned, it didn't say sacked, whatever, whatever. But have gone, um, Bill Kenwright, there's a decision in, within the next 48 hours, that's what was said yesterday, of what will happen with him. But just your initial thoughts on, I mean, we have said on this channel, and you've banged the drum many times, that it was it was um, when, not if, that there will be changes. Mm. But are you, well, yeah, what's your initial reaction? Um. Well, when I found out yesterday, probably mm. the reaction you think about, I just sort of shrugged and said, <laughs> okay, it's happened now then. <laughs> because it was emphatically inevitable. Yeah. You know, we've been yeah. saying for months, perhaps almost within days of them not turning up at a football match, you yeah, know, it, yeah, it's yeah. when, not if. Yeah. I think it's it's had a long gestation, right? Um, clearly, and indeed, I sat here, didn't I, not so long ago, saying, and, and again, so I can't remember who it was, actually, it might be, the famous Kev, you know, who was asking me yesterday and I, you know, about change and stuff. And it was before it was announced. Uh, and I just said, I won't worry until July. Yeah. Okay. Um, and therefore that still holds true. There's yeah. further work to be done. Um, the phrasing of the statement was interesting, you know, in the sense of it allows vagueness to, to allow people to, you know, comment in between the lines almost, mm. but let's be real. The, um, three of the four board members have gone gone. You know, yeah. a bit like out out, they've mm, gone gone. Gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that was inevitable and perhaps as individuals they wanted to go sooner. Mm. Um, because it's been awful for them. But it is life is what it is and they're history now. That's all they are, part of the history. Yeah. And we should be looking forward, not backwards. Yeah. I mean what yeah. I mean we could we can discuss each one. Um there's obviously some of Seen some of the the articles which expressed the surprise that Grant Ingalls and Graham Sharp had left their roles. Um, Grant Ingalls is the one for me, just because I just would have thought he'd have gone back into the background because I, I imagine he wouldn't have had that much say. I, 
I'm getting he might have hey, listen, he might have had loads of say. I'm just I'm just surmising he wouldn't have had that much say, so him going. But I mean, I'm not sat here going. I can't believe they've gone, and I can't believe. Yeah, they've I mean, gone. again, you know, it's going to sound a bit like a long playing record if I keep saying this, but I'll say it again. But um, we said um, out of the four, mm. two of them may have been able to slip out of sight for a short while. Yeah, but we also said collateral damage. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, I heard this on Five Live as well, and apparently, mm. uh, a bloke called Grant Ingles. Uh, left Everton. Uh, right, fair play. Um, so well done. Well, well done, Mark Chapman. Someone didn't tell you have to say Ingles, <laughs> did they? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, it, it, fundamentally, when when a business is in such a mess financially, by perception, if nothing else, mm. and we can all see the numbers as well, then the finance guy has to be part of that problem. Yeah, yeah. If only yeah. an inability to rein in the behaviours of the people who are causing it to happen. Mm. So you're right, he might have not had a lot to say, but as mm. a board member, mm. he should have had a lot to say. Yeah, And you know, and I've talked offline about this, and certainly people like Julie at the Cheryl Association, she, she will have her views as well, because we've met with these people face-to-face mm. and seen how, frankly, you know, um, shallow they were when challenged. Uh, and therefore, you have to assume if they're shallow when they're challenged with people who are trying to help, what are they like when they're challenged by people who they work for? Right. Uh, and therefore, there's just a lack of testicular fortitude around, to be honest. Mm. And, and, and therefore, you become a victim. And I, I do think to some degree, and no one should be too distressed about it, they'll, mm. they'll all do well financially. But both Graham and Grant, to some degree, are victims of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. But the... Um, they had plenty of opportunity to get as far away from the explosion as possible and didn't take it. So, yeah, it's fair. life, man. It's life. Fair comments. Um, obviously, Bill Ken Knight hasn't gone mm. as yet. There's a, like I said, the, the statement the club put out, there was a, a decision or an announcement or whatever it was on him mm. due within 48 hours. Yeah. Um, I, listen, there's a lot of people. Curious that he hasn't gone. Seen people saying he should have gone before Denise. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, as to which order it, it happened in, I'm just clear that, in my opinion, all of them have to go and had to go. Uh, I, th- I don't think you can move forward with. I'm not going to sit here and, and start going. It's all his fault, or it's all her fault, or it's all Grant Inglis's fault, or it's all Graham Sharp's fault. You know. <laughs> Collect- collectively, they're all to blame, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. And, and people who preceded them. Yeah. And the big fella yeah, who's, yeah. who's got a yacht and, and has them, yeah. money, or, or both of them. They are, in mm. my opinion, more to blame, really. That's just me looking at it for the simple reason that if you're in, if you're, if, I, if I'm a billionaire, <laughs> love it, if I'm a billionaire and I pass the, a business over to you and you're running it, or I buy your business and leave you where you are. And then that business is failing. And Everton Football, let's be clear, Everton Football Club is failing. It's failing as a foot as what its purpose is, which is actually kicking a football and trying to win football matches. It doesn't win trophies. It doesn't qualify for Europe. It doesn't even make money. You know, all of the air. You, you know, you would look at a football club, wouldn't you? Then go right. Are they any good? Well, okay, they're in the top division of English football. Sounds right. Are they safely in top division of English football? No not safely because we've had two years on the run where we've had to win our last home game to stay mm. up. Okay. Did he win trophies? No. Did he qualify for European football? Which is seventh now in the league, by the way. Seventh. Will be eighth. 
and it'll probably go eighth with the way it's all changing. No. Okay. Do they make money then as a business? So are they healthy? No. So for me, the five pillars in terms of what I would look at as football things, and then we can get into what's the recruitment like and all of that, mm-hmm. but that kind of feeds in as well. Commercially, it is part of that. Do they make any money? They're failing in every aspect for me. Every aspect. They're all symptoms, aren't they? No, of course, but I'm just saying when you're just looking at it. So if, I'm, mm-hmm. if it's my business and you're in charge of it and it's failing everywhere, I'm going to come to you and go, can you tell me why we're failing so badly? And after a bit, you know, you might be a great, a lovely man and you might be explaining things really well. But all's I, all's I would keep seeing is big red flag, big red flag. Big, yeah. So therefore then I would say, right, tell you what, guys, thank you very much. You lot aren't the ones. Bang, you're out, the next lot in. And I think that's that's where I am with this now. And that, like I said, I'm not pointing the finger at Bill Kenwright, Denise Barrett-Baxendale, whoever, whoever. I think they're all... all See, it's not what people want to hear, right? Mm. Some, some, well, what you've just said is what people want to hear. But part of that is, we won't know, will we, potentially, until it's too late, whether oh, okay. yeah. absolutely anybody's better than this lot. Because mm. what we're going to see in real life is mm. a board depart, replaced by a different board, potentially mm. with the same owner, Mm. And what we're hoping for, nay, expecting, yeah. is better outcomes, mm. right? And if the better outcomes are not better, then people will naturally, and many people are there already, mm-hmm. believe that it's the owner's fault, Yeah. okay? But then you've got that conundrum of it's the owner's fault, why did we all want the board out? Because the answer is it can't just, you've said it, yeah. can't just be the owner's fault. Mm. It can't just be the board's fault, both mm. individually and collectively. Yeah. It needs to be both their fault. Mm. By the same token, it's also every single person who's reported to the board's fault because mm. they're the ones who, who board members seek counsel from. They're the ones who are professionals. They're the ones who can give advice and what guidance. What if the board don't and seek so, counsel from them? Um, well, you, you push it, don't you? What if the board... I don't what, wait what for anyone to ask me an opinion before I offer one. No, but you're yeah, but you're a different yeah. type. You've got a different type of mentality, haven't you? Like I would imagine. And, and what if you're? Because I will. I do challenge you, and, yeah, and we yeah. will have that that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. And, and then we yeah, yeah. You try to I'll convince me that. We, well, yeah, exactly. You know, you're you're <laughs> there then, and we'll go. But we'll have this. Mm. Agree something, and then have a beer. Mm. Just a euphemism, yeah. right? Um, I but don't. What if a board? You come to me, and I just go, "Yeah, great, that's John." But I'm well, I don't think that board, mm. um, through through it, the way it evolved, yeah. which fundamentally was internally mm. a bit incestuous in that sense, right? yeah, 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 the yeah. way it went about, mm. and and it wasn't an environment that promoted challenge and question. Mm. And anyone who's engaged with members of that board, yeah. in a formal sense, be it on the FAB or on the Fans Forum or on the Shareholders Association, will know full well that none of them coped with challenge in the slightest, well, at all. Mm. You know, and to grow, you have to cope with challenge. Of course, you know, how do you improve? You know, mm. you know, you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. It's great not coping with challenge if you. Oh, Perfect. sorry. Sometimes you can justify not coping with challenge if you're doing lots of things right and you're winning and you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think you go. I think we know what we're doing. Look at it. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying that will probably be easy for a lot of people to stomach. But when things are going really wrong, as they have been, and and you can't cope with challenge, then that to me is just marking your own you know, home. Continuous way. improvement hmm? requires you to do that. Yeah. Try to improve continuously, hmm? which means everything that you do 
yeah. has an opportunity to be yeah. improved. Now, when you do, if you've got 10 things, mm. right, and, uh, that can be improved, mm. and the 10th one is, you know, is the milk I was fresh in the fridge. Apparently, that might make a difference, mm. right? That is number 10 because nine other things are more important. Yeah. So you do do the important things first or yeah. the more important things mm. first. And it may be that when you knock off number one or number six, number seven or number three or number four, number 10 doesn't move up the list because other things come in. Mm. And therefore, you never, ever get to number 10. Right, yeah. Because something's always more important. Mm. But when you've eventually, if you go on long enough, you get to number 10 because mm. actually it's the only thing left on the list and you make sure the fridge is cool enough to keep the milk fresh. Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, it's massively important, by yeah, the way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what this football club did, it didn't want challenge on anything. Mm. It didn't even want explanation. So, because you, what you say is, well, actually, we're doing nine things right. What are you beating me up on the 10th one for? If the football club, when you asked them to deal with number 10, reminded you they'd done a great job of the other nine, mm. that would be okay, wouldn't yeah. it? But we didn't even get that, no. generally. No. And, and then because of, by association, that's how the fab operate. Mm. That's how the fans forum operate. Mm. And maybe, just maybe, to a lesser extent, that's how the shareholders association operates as well. Mm. You get contaminated by the the lack of preparedness to confront constraints, right? So new owners, whether it is a new owner as in a different person mm. or whether the current owner behaves in a different way, yeah. yeah, new ownership and new leadership provides us an ideal opportunity to find out whether we can blame everything on the people who have gone right or it's a bit deeper than that and material change throughout the organization is needed yeah and i think it's the latter okay uh, therefore the people who come through the door have to be hands-on they have to do the classic work all the hours god sends yeah because the fundamental problems the football club has if you just split it up as we've talked in the past between the footballing and the non-footballing side both of those can be addressed over time, but both of them can show improvement almost straight away. Mm. And, the, and the glue for both of those things is effective communication with, with key stakeholders. And the football club has neglected for far too long, and not just in the last year. No, been a uh, while. The engagement, because yeah. they've never, in my view, and I know, sorry guys, there's lots of you out there who are professionals, and whether you've been allowed to do it or not, it doesn't change the outcome. We don't effectively engage with our fan base as a football club. No. Often we communicate really well, mm -hmm. often to do with things which are, frankly, easy to communicate about, i.e. good news stories, be it the stadium or the charity or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the hard yard stuff, we're less effective. So don't focus on good news stories. Focus on confronting constraint. Focus on being honest. And, but honesty also requires you not to say this is going to take years and years and years to fix because this football club hasn't got years and years and years no. for this to be fixed. It's got not quite weeks and months, mm. but certainly a season is a long time in this, in this game. Yeah. Okay? And the first thing to do is establish a decision-making process, whether it's through interim board members or permanent ones, that allow us to make decisions. And I know I'm harping on, I'm talking too much, right? But fundamentally, the two things, and I've just said it again and then I'll shut up, that we've been really poor at is being decisive at making decisions. Yeah. So we're going to fail, get the decisions wrong, fail quickly and remake them Yeah. and effectively communicate. And that does not mean, as loads of people might want, getting 
all your linen washed in public. doesn't mean that at all. Mm. So a consumer professional who can stand on that line, who knows that actually their job is to represent what the football club are doing in the best way that he or she can, mm. is what we need. Yeah. But has trust on the other side. And, and the fan base is so important. It can be monetized. It can be part of the solution. Blah, de, blah, de, blah, de, blah. Mm. And, and fixing the fab and fixing the fans forum, re-engaging with the shareholders association properly, having general meetings, blah, blah, blah. All those indicators, symptoms of change would all be well received, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. And that buys time for people to do the structural things behind the scenes mm. uh, that need to be done to make it better. And then the result of all that will be a football club being run like it used to be perceived as well run. Yeah. And let's, again, let's not forget it. During Bill Kenwright's time, it was perceived as a well run football club. Mm. So, you know, it's, there's good and bad in everything, but it needs to be perceived as well run again going forward and not the basket case that every Tom, Dick and Harry who calls himself a journalist has been able to take a pot shot at over the last numbers of years. Mm. Um, and therefore they can all start giving us good news stories. Wouldn't imagine, that be fun? Imagine, imagine. Uh, obviously, there's a, you know, Paul lives, he says, uh, hi, Baz and John. Hi, why, why is Bill being kept on with help selecting new board members? Is it just a formality or is Bill making the call? Has made a lot of bad calls already, so I am a little concerned. Well, I don't know where you're getting the view that Bill's deciding who the board members are. I think he's just saying, is it? Is it that? No. Is he choosing? Is no. it, why is he kept no, on? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, ultimately, in the round right now, the only person who's going to decide who's on the board or not is uh, Farhad Mashiri. Mm. Now, clearly, he's going to listen to advisors. Mm. Advisors just being anyone who's got his ear. Yeah. No doubt Bill's one of those. Mm. So Bill will have some influence, I'm mm. sure, right? Because why wouldn't he if he's been so close to Farhad for all these years? Mm. But so will the people who are doing a small eye investment, as in MSP, for example, MSP. Uh, capital and stuff. Mm. So they'll be the people. I'm pretty damn sure Farhad knows who the two or three people are already who are going to go on the board. And it's a little bit of a dot near the I's and crossing of the T's. Um, and let's wait and see. Why is it? It's all going to wash through soon enough. Why is it an interim board? Why is it not just the board? Because that's another question. People that is a curious one. Um, I, I, there's two things, isn't mm. there? Always two things. Um, one is, and, and, and this is quite interesting in some respect, because if you think you're going to have an interim board, then clearly the clue is in the name. Mm. And pl many interim people end up permanently. You know, Elston was interim chief exec and then became chief exec. You know, that sort of thing. So interim might not necessarily mean that they're only here for a short period for of time. Now, yeah. But, of course, the Articles of Association of the Football Club require not less than three board members. Right now, we've got one. Mm. So, one plus <clears throat> two equals three. <clears throat> so, straight sure away, if Bill, if Bill was sticking around on an interim basis, mm -hmm. continuity, transition, call it what you will, I'm not saying he is, by the way, I'm just saying, yeah. then you need at least two more board members. Mm. Even when he goes, you then need another one. Yeah. So, you need three. Mm. It could be, for example... I'd argue you need double that. But well, no, no, we're talking about yeah, interim, to satisfy yeah. the minimum. To satisfy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to keep legit, yeah. right? Um, so on that basis, it could very well be we have the world's greatest chairperson, chief exec, finance director, commercial director, blah, 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 all good to go mm -hmm. when they finish doing what they're doing where they are. Yeah. 
Because yeah. again, I know they've had lots of time to think this through, but even if you say, well, they've known for six, nine months a year that this is going to happen, mm. really top-notch people might very well be on 12-month contracts. Mm. They may very well be working their notice. They may very well be on gardening leave. They may very well, they may very well, they may yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think personally, Farhad just hasn't finally decided. I'm not even convinced he's totally 100% decided right now this second that it's MSP. So so if he's got MSP and they're saying Baz and Ned are going to be on the board, mm. and if he's got somebody else and they're saying George and Arthur are going to be mm. on the board, and there's someone else saying Mabel and, and Sharon are going to be on the board. Pull some names out. I mean, yeah. they are, you, you're showing could, your could age. Could have been a there. Karen, couldn't well, it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Karen's but, all right. If she questions, if she's a challenger, then yeah. that's all right. But you see what I mean? Yeah. So, so they're your scenarios. Mm. Um, and of course, the world and his and his and his man or dog, whatever. Um, Careful, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all believe that Farhad's a difficult guy to read, shall we say? Yeah. Mm. And I'm sure he's he, he's not as um, lacking in a view of what he's going to do as people make out, just because he hasn't shared it or he apparently seems to make his change his mind day by day, right? But let's see; it'll all wash through in in, in the coming days. Obviously, there's a lot of there's plenty a lot... of time till July. Oh, so, well, look, so I'm there's... cool till July. Does it? Why July? <laughs> Why? Because I've heard you say that a few times. So why do you? Why is July for you? For me, important. If you're going to worry on it hour by hour, day by day, then every day is a long. No, day. no, but I'm yeah. saying you keep mentioning July, End but why? Years in June. Okay, so that's the reason. Uh, I just had to pick a date, so I think mm. yeah, July. If it's not sorted by July, I will be worried, like the rest of people who are already worried. Okay, because yeah. there is things go. Obviously, we've you know we have just we're not a. Keep saying it, and obviously we're not this proves it. We're not a stable football club. We're not a stable team. No. You know, you can be un, can you? Possibly you can be unstable upstairs, but your team's all right, and you you can get through. We're not that. No. So therefore, there's a lot of work to be done in the transfer window. I imagine this could be totally wrong, but Everton would need some stability, would they not? In bringing in players and stuff like we, that. We need to stability. Otherwise, what's happened? Kevin Thelwell and Dyke, what are they, who are they going to? Well, exactly, because, well, again, this is what's interesting in some respects, that um, the, the perception that this board have spent the last week's months, apart from the fact they were in a bunker somewhere, right, mm. preparing for transition to a new board, well, although people might, sort of giggle about that right but that's probably close to true mm. um that means that the final accounts for this year will happen only the you know the books will close on a given day mm. um there will be thoughts about what do we need to do i'm sure weeks if not months have passed of the 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 the, uh, the manager no doubt talking to a board member rather than to the director of football or at the same you know what i mean um that's where you get the relationships and the power base game gets played about what we need what we need is so bleeding transparent. You don't need to be a rocket scientist mm. to know that. I'm sure they've got in-train targets, for example, the striker mm. target. I'm sure it'll come from Europe. I'm sure it'll fit your profile of, you know, young, you know, athletic, pace, Hope whatever. Because so. if for no other reason, Barry Cass knows 10 players like that, so surely we know at least one sort of thing. Um, should know so, so I think that business as usual stuff mm. uh, could stroke should go on. Yeah. But, of course, we listen to the rather amateurish, um, my words, um, other views are available, um, view that said, 
you know, and we do this and then someone fills in a requisition for a player and then Bill signs it off, then I'm the owner and I sign it off and mm. then we do it, right? That very naive approach to a process, which I think is hilarious and frankly don't believe it, mm-hmm. yeah, means what happens when you take one of those layers out. Yeah. Because the form won't say, if it exists, that is, mm-hmm. it won't say Bill Kenwright signs off. It'll say the chair of the board signs off. If you haven't got a chair of the board, who is it? So if we put interims in, at least one of those has got to be the chair of the board. Mm. So let's say, let's just spitball. Let's say that's a guy called George, mm. right? And another board member is a guy called Andy. Process-wise, they could be the guys who decide whether we buy that striker or not. Yeah. Despite the fact neither of the people who might be called George or Andy have got any history whatsoever in making sporting decisions. Mm. Now, how crazy is that? So, so then they would take advice and guidance from the professionals, and the professionals in and around this are going to be the director of football, who, by the way, could be elevated to board level if they needed a body. Yeah, true. right. Because yeah. Brands was there, mm, he was, right? Yeah. Um, and the manager. Mm. What happens if the manager says, "No, I want that one. I want that one." And the director of football says, "Don't want that one. I want that one." What happens then? Power play. Mm. Who do you think is going to win in a power play between Sean Dyche and Kevin Thelwell? It should be Thelwell, but it's probably going to be Dyke. Yeah, that's why I asked, who do you right. think, right? Because he's the bigger personality. He's the guy who makes decisions on whether he plays these goddamn players anyway, mm. you know? So then you're into a world whereby if Sean doesn't like you as a player, mm. or even worse, he's, he's okay with you as a player, he just mm. doesn't like you as a, a man, mm. then you get into the Lampard thing of not playing De Curry. Yeah. And it'll happen at every football club. Of course not. it does. Mm. And so you need some sanity checks around that to say, you know, I don't know, we paid X for this play and he's really, really good. Why aren't you playing him? Yeah. I don't like him. Well, that's not how we do business. Mm. So so the roles and responsibilities, you know, the hierarchical structure, all those things probably to some degree got swept away yesterday. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a remnant of it, which is probably that the chair is still there. Mm. And if the chair's taken out, it's the Wild West for a while. What I would say... And what people would say with that, and I kind of said it before, didn't I, with how I feel it should happen, whereas yeah, yeah. they all should go. I, I agree with you. I get the, I get that, the continuity for now. I get it. And if Everton turned around and went, we haven't decided on our new chair, but Bill Kenwright will be leaving. That will go down well. Will be. But there's a way to manage it, I think. I think it won't. It won't, because I think most people want it done. Because I think if you remove Bill Kenwright, Forget about what anyone thinks of him. If you remove him, I think a lot of people go, right, we genuinely are. It is a new brush. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're right. You're right. We don't, you oh, never yeah. know whether something's better, do you, until it's in place. Mm. Right? And we could all be going in a year. Thanks. We got rid of them all. How good are we now with proper people? That's, that's the, that's the that's sunny. The dream. That's the sunny thing we're going forward, right? And Newcastle have demonstrated to some degree. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. And they were, they were good at getting everyone on side and I think Farad Mishiri could they have an easy win here by taking Bill Kenwright out I think he could go right and he might be able to convince some people that I still am keen to do this and we can do it well and all that right there's the other the other play that he could do which would still mean Bill Kenwright leaves is he might turn around and say right he's remaining on an interim basis but he will be replaced as chair but we haven't identified who the chair is yet and it's to carry us through this next bit which is the day-to-day run of the football club oh well what's going on the transfer market the one thing i don't think he can do is 
just say Bill Kenwright remains at the football club. I think if he does that... No, no, it's got to be transparent what you're doing I and think, why you're doing it. Yeah. I think he's, I think Mishiri's in, in big trouble because I think people genuinely are, are pleased that there's been changes, hmm. but they will still look and Bill Kenwright will still be there. And without a new board, people will be suspicious. See, see the thing about best practice, right, is that the clue's in the name. Mm. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, and when you execute best practice in scenarios like this, this mm. is right in the centre of plan the dive, dive the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, you watch Welcome to Wrexham and you can see them doing it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Non-emotional decision-making. Mm. If this happens, we're going to do that. Yeah. And something might happen in between, mm. which make you less likely to do this, but you've already made the decision, so you just execute. Yeah. And, and, and I think in that context... Um, a clean sweep of the existing board members, and we've said it countless times on the sofa, mm. was inevitable, when not if, from the moment they detached themselves from any perceived relationship with the fan base. January the 14th. I said the 15th yesterday, but I was thinking the day after when, they, when they, it became clear nothing could happen, but yeah. it was definitely January you know, the 14th. And therefore... You know, and you've heard this bullshit from me countless times, you know, the scuba analogy. Mm. Why are we in the water... Mm. questioning whether what we said on the beach was the right thing to do mm. when we were, we were having a beer then or mm. a, a burger or whatever. Mm. We were cool, calm and collected. It all made perfect sense when we are on the beach. Now we're in the water. We suddenly think, no, no, we will go in that wreck. Mm. No. So in that example, they all have to go. Yeah. Three quarters have gone. Uh, you don't cut your nose off to spite your face either. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So maybe, just maybe, we're currently in that when, not if Again, with Bill. This Potentially. Mm. Having said that, we're... I still think it'll play through this week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What, what I would do, though, and, and it's quite amusing because mm. you, you would get ripped to bits on some platforms or by some bloggers or whatever you want to call it, right? If you said, be careful what you wish for. Mm. Because currently, a majority of us and our fan base, our mates or fellow blues and all that, mm. are advocating doing something without knowing what follows it. Mm. on a hope stroke assumption it will be better mm. okay and maybe as a social experiment as evan is perceived to be on by many people we'll find out for sure and the only way we'll find out for sure if the biggest problem was the board is when mm. it's a completely different board mm. and this interim bit which is where you sort of went with all this i don't quite get the interim bit because it mm. does look a bit wishy-washy it does look a bit vague right clearly if the owner wants to have one final chat with some people, that's fair enough. But hold off on your announcement. Could have announced it on Friday. Mm. But I, I think yeah. the challenge there was you got some events taking place, like meetings of the board of Premier League. Mm. If you know, no doubt it would be reported. Baxendale didn't turn up. All that sort of stuff. But there's a curiosity for me about the timing, which uh, mm. I, again, I just hope we'll, we'll not so much find out because we don't need to know, but we'll just see if it's just a delay, if you want to call it that, of a matter of hours. Just chill out and wait for the hours to pass. It's weird, isn't it? That 48-hour thing is already 24 hours. Exactly. It's all a little bit. It is a bit strange. But spend I, most of those hours asleep. I'd expect nothing different, to be honest, with Machiri's Everton. Really. It's, it's been it's been a, a weird a weird seven-year tenure of hope, frustration, and, and now resignation. That's how it seems, and it should have really been building to something and, and it, yeah. it started at a much higher base and it's, it's tailed off. Yeah, I mean, again, all the soundbite 
bingo-y stuff that mm. I come out with, which has got 40-odd years of experience behind mm. it. You know, projects, projects go late one day mm. at a time. Mm. And, and you know, and if it was here, wanted to go there, I wouldn't start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've had their head, mm. you know, um, whoever they are, in the sand for so long. When they lift their head up, they literally must have thought, how oh, the bleep bleep did we get here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yesterday, this is Marino, isn't it? Mm. Yesterday was bushy-eyed, mm-hmm. 21 years of age, yeah, yeah. big career in front of me. Now I'm 45 thinking, whoa. What's happened, yeah. And that happens with people, happens with businesses. And, and because of that siege mentality approach, which is was in the culture and needs to be swept away, mm. there's a load of people already at the club who have got probably no chance whatsoever of being moved on who have been contaminated by that. Mm. And they're going to have a really hard time under a new world order of, I want to know the answer now. Mm. Let's hope. next week. Well, let's yeah. hope there is a new world order at that. Well, it's inevitable. Uh, make sure you hit the like button if you're enjoying the stream. Thank you very much. And also subscribe to the channel if you haven't. It really helps us. Thank you very much. Um, let me just look at a couple of these. Uh, Lozen just says, afternoon, really feel like the impact Bill leaving will be felt almost immediately in the fan base. I'm already excited for Stoke pre-season. Um, Sad man. Yeah, I'll be there, though. <laughs> Jack says, afternoon, gentlemen, hope you're both well. Finally, the news we've waited for since January and a lot longer for some fans. Uh, should we expect another interview from Machiri once the board is in place? Well, I hope not. He should make some sort of... If it's just a statement, I suppose, but I don't know. I don't know whether I mean, we should the, or we should The interviews he's done in the past have been quite poor. Mm. They, they have almost totally made it worse, not better. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe keep him away from so, anything. So, so the aloofness as the largest shareholder of being distanced from the day-to-day running of the organisation, mm. I think, could start yesterday. Yeah. Um, and therefore, you have an official spokesperson. Hold! Oh! Maybe we could have a chief engagement officer. Imagine. Yeah. Mm. Um, someone who's very believable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know what that is. Uh, Luke says, slightly different. Was at a party with Chris Pajak on the weekend? Thought this already, but just confirmed he's a proper Sam fella. Copite aside. He is. Chris. There's many, many people out there. If they weren't Copites, they'd be really good guys. Chris is a good lad. He is. Chris is a good lad. To be, he is. Chris is. Him and Paul. I was going to say, Paul's okay yeah, as well. They're both the good In fact, lads. Most of that lot out there are out there. Yeah, yeah. They are the good lads. I know. Listen, you can tell which. I one wouldn't speak to them about. I wouldn't have a chat about Liverpool with them in general or Everton. But, but you can tell lads. which one of them want to be in here, though, can't you? They all want to be in here. Exactly. That's just madly. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they want the pain. No, that's that's, that's right. what it is. It's an easier life. Uh, Martin Kitney says, "What does this say about the FFP charges? As surely these people will be part of the defence of the chat. Well, it's one charge, isn't it? Um, Let's be clear, right? Um, the chief exec and the finance director and the non-executive director and potentially the chair are not the people being subject to a charge. The football club is. Mm. You can't say, oh, that was Denise's fault. Nah, mm. it's the club. So it doesn't make any difference at all. You might have some mitigation, but hey, are you really going to hold your hands up and say, we are so dysfunctional, we didn't know what these people were doing? Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It, it does help for the question who's going to go and represent us, who's got any uh, history of what was actually going on at the time, because Farhad isn't going to go to that thing. No, no chance. So it's going to be lawyers and governance people. Yeah. Liam says, uh, the appointment of a new CEO needs expediting. I know it has to be the right man-woman, but it needs to be done as soon as possible. We need someone to be strong enough to tell Farhad what's what, or before we know it, Kia will be back. 
Uh, do you also think Farad is so removed from reality that he's unaware of the fans' feelings towards Kenwright? Farhad's not so disconnected from reality as some people would like you to think. No, but that's what Liam's saying. So was therefore, if you know someone is going to get the fans' backs up, do you leave them in? If you're being, if you're being selfish, you do, Liam, because if you're, if I know no one likes Ned, but I keep Ned in, I'm just using it as an example, or John, or Pet. I was going to use Pet, but you know that might be accurate. Um, only messing. If no one likes John, and I say, you know what? If all the like the hates directed at John, I'm getting away with it a bit here. I might leave John in place. That's one way of looking at it. If you want to be ultra, um, you know, if you're being having a bit of fun with it, you might be my human shield. So you take all the bullets from me, and I'll just be the man in the background. But Farad Mashiri must know that the fans have got an issue with Bill Kenneth, if not for nothing more than he's been at Everton Football Club in that capacity for twenty odd years. And Everton have, have gone backwards in that time, and they have, regardless of who it might have happened anyway. But the, the facts, the facts remain. Since Bill Kenknight took over, Everton have been in decline, and it's decline with not necessarily always on the pitch because we had some. Don't say <laughs> I, it. I nearly said it. Then <laughs> we had some decent sides in this tenure under with David Moyes. We did have decent, and anyone who rewrites that history is berserk as well for me because we did, but we never won anything. And yet in the nineties and when Bill took over, we were a f- two, three, four years from winning the FA Cup and finishing in the top. And we were only ten years from. What was it? Ninety nine. He took over, so we were only twelve years from being league champions, which is berserk now, isn't it? I've said berserk twice, which is mad when you think of it. Twelve Shocking. years ago, we won the league. Imagine that. Now that is a Marino moment because it does feel about ten years, uh, and on other days it feels fifty. Um, so we have been in decline. We had assets. We had lots of grant, lots of uh, land all sold. We didn't get to the king's dock when I believe if it would have given John Blaine the 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 MO to go and get me £25 million he'd have been able to raise that we would have had this stadium 20 years ago we'd have been in a totally different place Man City the owners would have bought us and we'd have just won the Champions League on Saturday that's another world with sliding doors but we have to now move forward and we have to look to be resetting because we have to because we we have tried different can things can I ask a question? you can ask whatever you want John it's very warm so you can ask whatever you yeah, want yeah yeah if, if we had a centre-forward who scored 30 league goals every single season, mm. but for whatever reason the fans didn't like him, mm. would you get rid of him? No. Right. I'm not proposing we keep the chair. I'm just saying oh. the answer to the question is, if you're the owner, is you you might take into account stakeholder opinion about or perception about this mm. person, but you do what you think is the right thing. Yeah, of course. And you always right. have to do the right thing because I'm sorry, but if we become a football club that executes Fan major feeling. decisions based on the, the transient view of a group of fans, and which, of which I am one, mm. right? We all, yeah. You catch me at the wrong time when we've just lost at Goodison Park and I'll bloody say, give no, me a rifle everyone. and I'll take yeah, everyone yeah, out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But then by, ta- by the time I've got home, I've calmed down a yeah, little bit, course, right? Yeah. But there are... Things we will never know, right? Um, about how bad it might have been with a different board or how good it could have been with a different board and so on. Because it's all history, right? Mm-hmm. So just draw a line in the sand. Scorch earth is the best policy in these circumstances mm-hmm. because as, soon, as long as you've got a legacy to the perceived perceive failings, then a new board that's, in quotes, got 
contaminated by the old board, inevitably there's got to be some doubt whether it can be effective. Of so course, you have to yeah. sweep everything away. That's why you end up with collateral damage. In this case, maybe people like Grant or Graham, mm. maybe they're all collateral damage because it's the owner's fault. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But you have to sweep it away. So there's no excuse. Yeah that oh, it's his fault yeah he won't let go of his train of course, set or yeah, whatever of whatever course. whatever um, uh, but throwing the baby out with the bathwater then springs to mind so it's not dead easy but it is if you had a burger or a beer in your hand on the beach mm. to do what you think is right and then stick to it once you're in the water and we're in the water now so stick to it yeah stick Obviously. to it uh sleepy says bad the thing everyone seems to forget about brighton is it was only a few years ago when brighton was seen as the new stoke we were not we were not only a better team, but a more attractive club in general. They were signing complete dross like Lacardia, uh, Iscadero and Yankabash. They spent fifty million on those three players who did nothing and left for barely anything. Compare that to now, they paid twenty million for Matoma and Cisco and McAllister. Something obviously clicked and they decided that they needed to do things differently. They got Potter in and changed the recruitment strategy. Look at them now, they've reinvented themselves on the pitch. So even though we're a mess now and everything seems really grim. It isn't that difficult to turn things around and pray we finally change our ways. You know what, Steve? Absolutely. Absolutely. I often champion Brighton, and I will do. I champion Brentford, because I think Brentford have been magnificent, been doing it for, for 11 years now, haven't they, since Matthew Benham come in? And I remember, me and Pedro were doing the radio at the time, and I remember Matthew Benham coming to Brentford because it was a big story, and David Weir was there at the time as well. And there was a big story about this owner that, want to buy players using data and I imagine me and Ped were like this is a bit mad obviously watch Moneyball and love Moneyball and all that but we were going can this work I remember the conversation saying can this work in football can you literally look at data and pick players and it'll tran- it'll you know come across into football and translate into signings and success whatever that looks like and it just so happens it does uh, it does no it does it does it you- has it does. Well, the biggest example of it is a team that plays in the same city of us, using data, and have won everything there is to win in the last six, seven years. Won every trophy there is. So, did they buy the goalkeeper on data? Yeah, actually, Allison is distribution. Of course they did, because that's how they work. Michael Edwards. The only reason I went, oh, right, is because we have to revisit this in three to five years' time. Yeah, hang on a sec. Go and on. see where Brentford are, see where Brighton are, right? Okay. Just like we could have gone back five years and said, a Leicester, the model of doing things, right? Yeah, but I could say to you, it's Everton were doing this under David Moyes. No, I don't dispute it. He was doing, Sorry, it's not binary. Yeah, data when he come in, he yeah, put yeah. 28 cameras in Goodison, yeah, which yeah. no one else was doing That's at right, the time, yeah, which yeah. was the pro zone yeah, stuff. Yeah. He had cameras everywhere, yeah, he tracked yeah. data. He had, listen, I've said it before, I used to do the players' tickets, being into his he office. He didn't make decisions based into on his numbers, office. did he? The whole wall He didn't make decisions covered. based on numbers. He made, well, that was one of his decisions. That's the point. Right? It's one of his inputs. But what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. but he was doing that at that time, right? Obviously, Brighton and Brentford, Brentford especially, pushed it because they started before Brighton. They pushed the data further. Yeah, yeah. Brent, Brighton have then, as Steve said, have, have changed their way. And I think what we're saying is, it feels like Everton are miles away from everything right now. It does. But it was only two seasons ago that the fella who's suing us in the high court has just left. Yeah, and we're doing shows every day. Who's the manager? And we were nicked with all sorts, weren't we? There was there was different names, but we just finished and we blew it. There, we finished tenth with fifty nine points. We blew it, 
absolutely blew it. But fifty nine points got us. Would have Why got did us. we blow it? Because we, we we only had to win three games in the last ten and we won no, two. No, uh, sorry, I don't mean the season. Hmm? Following on from that, season. no, I know, I know, but I'm just saying from there, right? We made a terrible appointment and and bad decisions, and obviously things are caught up with us money. But what I mean is, what I'm saying is. It was only two years ago we were in that position where with the post of fifty nine points this year we've been Europe, but we're not right. And as Everton liked to, you know, with the post of seventy two points most seasons we'd have gone to the Champions League and we didn't. Classic Everton, but it was only two seasons ago. So as much as it feels terrible and hopeless and everything now, it the stay is absolutely right. You get you start getting some decisions right recruitment wise, you start recovering. And then you can build. And in two years, Everton could be in Europe. Everton could be in the Conference League. And Fast we could be going, God, we're here, we're there, we're there. Right? So it is, while it feels almost helpless at the moment and pointless, it can be changed. But we'll only start believing that when we see these things. And the board is the first port of call with that. We'll see what happens with the chairman. But we also have to see some evidence with recruitment. And that recruitment can't be Che Adams. No disrespect to Che Adams. If we'd have took him instead of Neil Maupai last season, I think he'd have done better than what Maupai did. I think he'd Che Adams shoots Everton more than Maupai did, right? But my point being with Che Adams is that is a typical Everton lazy signing for me. It's a, it's a signing of, well, we know him and he's played in the Premier League. It's a manager-driven signing. Yeah. And where I think Everton... And listen, if Everton gets Jay Adams and another striker to go with Dom, you'd go, well, all right, he's done it. But again, for me, it would still be a bit like Maupai. You'd be expecting him to get more goals than he's used to posting. He, I'm just using his name because he's a name no, that's always linked. But I think Everton needs to start looking further afield. It's never too late to do the right thing. Exactly. Right? And for the avoidance of doubt, I'll refer the right honourable gentleman to the comments I made earlier. Yeah. Our problem is... I'm saying it's the problem, mm. right? Everything else is beneath it. Yeah. It doesn't mean everyone can have a view on everything from their perspective about what's wrong and what needs to be done to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, just for now, I distill it down to lack of decisiveness in decision-making, mm. lack of effective engagement with the most significant Absolutely. stakeholder, the Absolutely. fan base. Mm. Everything else, by, by the way, let's do a show and you can all chuck stuff at me and I'll prove mm. it's one of those two things, mm. right? Because... David Moyes used data as an input to decision-making mm. and watched players 20 times. Yeah. There's no stat... And then spoke can, to them. Of course. There's no stat you can find that tells you what goes on in someone's head. No. Whether they're an arrogant so-and-so, whether they think that... that the, uh, I'll say what you want me to say. I mean, university... He did it, he did it with Craig Bellamy. Yeah. University yeah. graduates are schooled in answering questions mm. the right way to get into top firms. Yeah. And the top firms ask really stupid questions as a consequence. And guess what those questions are that they ask? It doesn't matter what they are. They're questions you can't prepare to answer in advance. Of That's course, all they yeah. are. Yeah. The same applies here. Brentford, Brighton, fantastic. As soon as they get into those, those two entities, get into a place where we've been for many a long year, which is fan expectation is raised... Mm-hmm. and decisions have to be made because you can't grow your business organically. You have to go and buy a player for 40 or 50 million quid, mm-hmm. and if you get it wrong, oh dear, and if you get it right, hallelujah. But even if you get it right, your return on that investment is still going to be less than what you've been doing for the previous years of buying players for 10 quid, 10 million, and selling for 50. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be fascinated whether Brentford and Brighton in particular can maintain it. And statistically, 
as an analyst, because it's data-driven, mm. the data point is too sh too small, too short. Mm. We haven't seen them at the elite level for long enough to know whether it works when you get above mid-table. Mm. Because the sweet spot in the Premier League for being perceived as well-run is always finishing around 10th or 11th. Mm. Because you haven't got the crazy salaries above. You know when they're in danger of being relegated and you're in that sweet spot and you make money. That's the interesting bit. But what Trying to get above that. Now, above that used to be top four. Mm. Then it was top six. Now it's going to be top eight, mm. i.e. Europe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and the 100 million that City will receive from UEFA mm. for winning the Champions League makes them on a different planet. Mm. But if you get the group stages, you get 60 million. Yeah. You see what I mean? No, so, so it's point, all money. At the no, end you're right. You're right. But wouldn't, would it not be... You don't have to answer this because I've got a few questions I want to throw out before yeah, we finish. Sure. But they could turn around and say, well, us doing our recruitment correctly, bringing in players for low, sal low sure. fees and selling them and reinvesting allows us to spend 50 million on a few players. So I'm not saying they shouldn't. So No, no, I'm not saying they shouldn't. Mm. But you're, you're playing a different game. Mm. Because there's clearly there's far more pressure buying a £50 million player. Of course there is. Also, you're going to have to pay the wages for the £50 million player. Mm. You've probably got a squad of players who all, all earn a lot less than that. So all those other noisy things come into play. But it happens, doesn't it? Because otherwise, the big six will be the big six. And, and if you go and look, if you go and look statistically of where, when the big six has finished in the top six places, it's not happened very if, often if, in the last 15 years, I can If tell anyone you. wants to have a view, whether I'm talking at least, Complete us a tosh, mm. or you're prepared to give me a little benefit of the doubt. Mm. Look at Leicester for the year or two after they won the league, and the change in expectation of their fan base, and the natural, if you like, result of all that was mm. they've just got relegated with a far better squad than we've got. They did have a big disaster as well, which which affected the football club as well. Obviously, their owner dying all in things, a helicopter crash. Yeah, all changed things. It for them. They're all external. No, they factors, did. Got, listen, I'm not saying Brentford and Brighton will be here forever. But what I'm saying is they're doing things right now that teams can learn from. Liverpool, whether I like yeah. it or not, and I, think we've, and I we've don't, it's they use data really well. And, and we, we can't get away from you know that. The key being it? successful you know the key I'm not disputing you. you, you we had Sammy Eto and they had Ricky Lambert, remember? There was a song for I'm that. saying it doesn't work. I was doing that analytics-based decision-making yeah. 20 years ago. Of course, ago, right? of course. But the difference is they have an out, Brighton in particular, I guess. Mm. Brighton... And indeed, sorry, more so, Brentford, mm. they have owners who are prepared to believe the data. Yeah, of course, yeah. Are prepared to stand on the beach and go, yeah, that's mm. a good idea. FSG have done with them. That's a good idea. Mm. Let's do it. Yeah. Now, the, the thing is, if you make it totally data-driven, mm. you can go a long way in this league mm. because we've talked about it before. Even if you just did dead simple things like we're not going to recruit a certain type of player who's above this age. Mm. We're not going to recruit a player who isn't this height. Stupid, of real course, trivial yeah, just, things. But yeah, yeah. You would be in a better place than we I'm are. I'm just saying it because Everton did do under Moist. They didn't have much money, so every penny counts. No they made the decision. And if we, we'd have followed that model We'd be in a better with place. Mishiri, we'd have been... Yeah. We'd, there, uh, there is no data whatsoever. Please, again, guys, show mm. me if there is. Or eyes-on type assessment mm. that results in... Mopay be coming to, coming to our football no, club at the time that he did. No, None isn't. whatsoever. Right, let's race through so these. That. Tony Fielding says... So that's uh, all on Lampard, that one. Okay. 
Uh, well, it is because he turned down Garassi, who yeah. would have helped Everton. He turned down well, Bamba Deng was a different thing. And it's, he, it's, it's, it's on anyone who gives a manager what he wants but because he wants. Terra Moffy was the was yeah. the call. Absolutely, was the right, call mate. before Nice kind of banging a drum for him last summer. And we could have got him, and we did. anyway. There's move more on. of them. In Let's the move on. Oh, absolutely. There is Victor Boniface is one of them right now. Everton should get, but hey ho. Uh, Tony Fielding says, I'm "Not sure if Denise Hi, Barrett and Dale has been used as a scapegoat here. It looks to me that she was given all sorts of jobs, but couldn't." make a decision without the go-ahead from Kenwright, but she should have de- resigned a long time ago. Well, she should, if that was truly the case, then she absolutely, absolutely she should have resigned, because why wouldn't you? Um, uh, observation is she had plenty of opportunity, and she did make lots and lots of decisions off her own bat, mm. some of which will, will unravel. Okay. Uh, Cam, hello, Cam. Says uh, Arkham. Afton- Arkham. Hello, Arkham. I haven't seen How him for a while, Cam? but he's there. Where are you hiding, mate? He's chilling. Come um, Afternoon, fellas. Do you think Bill's time is done now, or do you think somehow he'll manage to wangle his way into a new role? My view. He's <laughs> just, in, in, just in asking that, it, is he done? Or, or yeah, what? in that very um, emotive sort of question, his time's done. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, sorry, just racing. The minute you touch it, it just starts flying up and down. Uh, John Jones says Christian Perslow in. Seeing that yesterday, he left Aston Villa yesterday, didn't he? And, and obviously people were going, it'll be this, it'll be that. What do you think? Coincidence. Mm. Fair play. Uh, Little T says, where Bill is concerned, so much depends on who the replacements are. If they're brought in by MSP or whoever, then maybe Bill doesn't have to go immediately. But I worry they'll just be Bill's mates. They won't Bill be Bill's does mates. have to leave, though. They won't be Bill's mates. They'll be yeah. Farhad's mates' mates. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's when we, the fun will start when we get the names and we can look at who they are. Mm. And 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 if some of them, you know, are Evertonians, then I'm not even sure whether that's good or bad. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Bravo says, uh, "Did John say he was 45? No, he was using an analogy to say it goes like that." 45 years ago, I was talking about <laughs> No, well, that's the that's the thing about it, isn't it? it was like I want to know how old that bloke is who just asked that question. He's going to have to tell us yeah, now. Okay, I'll find out now. And I'll tell you how much older I am. Um, <laughs> Scott Blunt says, uh, hi, lads, good morning from hi, New York. Hello, Scott. Hope uh, you're all right. We're about New York. Yeah, we're about New York. It's a show. Um, John Jones says, boring is okay for a couple of years while we settle down. Um, so uh, sorry, but I don't think we, as a fan base, should accept yeah. average just because of the mess that we're in. Mm. Okay. No, I, I um, because the squad isn't as bad as we think it is. Mm. Europe's a little bit closer. Sorry, I'm not being crazy here. I'm not saying, oh, let's qualify for Europe, but it just means Ned looked at you like you. But wear. the competitive side about that middle middle table bit mm. is going to ramp up a bit just because mm. more clubs will think. Basically, everyone's going to be within shooting distance of Europe or shooting distance of relegation, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? Yeah. They really are. So boring as in we're not in the newspapers every day about some stupid decision that has or has not been made. And so, not in relegation. Yeah, I totally but... agree. Mm. Um, but but let's not moderate our ambitions about what can be achieved because I, I think can... any new board who comes in saying this is going to take years to unravel, they're off on the wrong foot. Aston Villa albeit are better than Everton, in the, certainly in the attacking third. If Everton would have beat them at Goodison in February, we'd have been three points behind them. Yeah. They beat us and went the other way. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Ollie Watkins, excellent. And again, 
don't make me go back over the Ollie Watkins yeah, thing. Could have yeah. had them last August if we'd have sold Anthony Gordon. Why did we keep hold of Anthony Gordon? Let him go, get Ollie Watkins in. We move on. Watkins Great. wanted to come. Great. Was desperate to come. Yeah. Because Gerard didn't like you know and all that. By the way. And it's exploiting that when if managers ever, don't like players. Well, like, get in it because yeah. they're the only opportunity you've got. Absolutely. He just signed a new contract and he's, he's out of our reach now. But Emery went in there, got them organised. He got great attack and talent. Thrived on it. Everton need to improve their attack. Now, if Everton could stay stable enough defensively, stable enough midfield-wise, and you put some good attack and talent in, in that it, squad, yeah. Everton automatically become mid-table, possibly a little bit higher, depending on the quality you can get, of course. And what other clubs are doing? There's that. But that would give us a great start. Of course it would. Give us a great start to totally. be away from it. And this is, where the, this is where it begins. And Everton have to add for me, four attacking players, and that is made up of two centre-forwards, at least one wide player, mm, and agree. creative midfield player. They've got to. And they need a left back. Bold so now. they need five, six players again. And I, I hate it because now. really, Everton should now be getting to the stage where we had three in a summer, not six. That's right. We shouldn't always need half a dozen players, but the decision-making's been that bad. Totally. Like every summer, we're doing the same thing. We need eight. We need... How can you, how you, can you ever move forward? You can't. But the reality is we do. And that's what's ridiculous. So we have to make sure we get... And this is my point about the data. It's my point about getting younger players in because the sell-on and all that. We have to start making those correct decisions. Totally agree. And you're right. We look and we go, we need a centre-forward. Well, he's got to be six foot then because that's the way we play. Mm. Can't be five foot seven for six now. Six one, six tricky. two. Exactly. Can he run? Can he hold the ball up? Can he get a goal? That's what it has to be. You know, be. the perverse is, during the start of this season, we mm. had the average, highest average height of any Premier League team and yet we played a guy who's about four foot three a centre forward yeah, exactly. and, and again listen again I'm going you walk in. through the door right next week mm. as the new board person accountable for the sporting side mm. whatever you know mm. please yeah and you just sit down and you go Kev right what do we need mm. A B C D there's they just positions yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. so who's your primary target for A yeah this guy mm. can we get him yeah go do it Mm, of course you do because right, you want to get your right sided midfield player you talk mm. about who, who's your number the, listen, one there's a, there's a chance for momentum here yeah, right? totally. there's a chance for momentum we've made some changes yesterday albeit whatever 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 there's a chance for momentum go and get the ball rolling the fans will get on board the fans, totally. are, the fans are saying lead us please show yes. us something go and do it build momentum but, and, and, and people any, rightly come back now and go as if it's going to happen any new Call them, call them owners, call them what you will, but any new board members who are coming in as representatives of shareholders or, or significant investors mm. who, who were, even if they were just watching it on TV, the Bournemouth game, mm. right? You see the potential of this football club in the, in the behaviour and the personalities and the noise and all that crap that comes out of the 38, whatever it was, 9,000 Evertonians yeah. who were in that building at that time. And that's the, the monster that's just driven three quarters of the board out. Mm. But it's also the big pussycat who could be totally behind you just as quickly. Mm. Everything that the 1878s do will be positive. Of course, yeah. If the leadership are positive mm. and will mobilise the foot soldiers throughout the world to create momentum. They, it sounds a bit cheesy, but it's true. Mm -hmm. The best thing we've got right now is yes. a fan base and an emerging stadium out of the banks of the Royal Blue Mersey. Oh, and you, when they put those two things together in August 2024, we need to have had all the other crap, not fixed, but a line of sight that it is being fixed and it's going to be better. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We just need we just need to begin. Yeah. And I keep saying it, I keep saying it, but Alan Myers will be my first sign and just to start communication properly. Mm-hmm. Fans trust the experience, blah, and then we go forward, get players, try to get players in early, at least get one in and people go, Okay, it's started now. Next one, get the next one. one and start. Get and get that's what you have to do it. We've got to do it. We've got to. Got to. Uh, Geren is tuning in from Adelaide. Uh, Australia boys, love your work. Thank you very much, mate. Nice it must one. Be really late. Then. John Jones says best show in ages. Really great. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Um, Us Johns need to keep together. The Blues said Villa are pretty much better in every position of the pitch. Nah, I disagree. Definitely the final third hundred percent the better. And yeah, maybe midfield the better with Tielemans. Keeper Martinez. He's hit and miss for me. Good left goalie, back. but left back. Yeah, maybe. Centre-back, I think the centre-backs are awful. Yeah. Mings is shocking. Uh, Cons, he's all right. Cons is all right, rather. Right-back. They're a better team. Mm. They're a better team, yeah. That's it. They're the best. They are a better team. No Build not, a better team. I couldn't sit here and go, Evan, a better team. A team full of individuals. If they're attacking, they're attacking players are miles, like miles better than yeah. us. Miles better. And I love Jacob Ramsey, I've got to be honest. Brilliant. But things can be changed and tinkered with, can't they? You know, would you say, would you have said at the start, you might say, yeah, Villa are better than Spurs? I don't think so. Would you have said in February when they come to Goodison, Villa are better than Spurs? You'd have gone, no chance. Villa ended the season better than Spurs. They're in Europe and Charlton the Mount. Yeah. So, West Ham finished 14th and won a European trophy and are now in the Europa League. So, that's where we are. That's where we're up to. Things can change. Fingers crossed. Um, we're looking for positive, positive, positive um, vibes, vibes, aren't we? We're looking, to, yeah. but we we can't just create it falsely and go. Everything's going to be better now. We've got to go forward. Got to see. We've um, got to go forward. That things are going in the right direction, and without realizing it, we've probably given half a dozen indicators mm. in this last hour about if if a majority of those indicators happened, yeah, we'd all feel better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, we would. Right. We're going to leave it there because we've done an hour. So make sure you hit the like button and also subscribe if you haven't. means a lot. Thank you very much. Big thanks to John as well. We've got some stuff to do over on Premier as well. So nice one. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of the day. And uh, thanks for tuning in. See you later.